0: This Big 12 uh, Game of the Week edition featuring the Kansas State Wildcats and Texas Tech Red Raiders on the Big 12 Experience. Part of the Sports Game Week podcast network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has uh, just added pick'em, scorchers, where you can win 100 times. That's right. Turn 5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus. Up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for player parlays, player props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame app or visit HOFBets.com. Promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making uh, smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, back to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports gimmick Podcast Network. Tuesday, October the 10th, hey, and you know what the hell we got? We got the first Tuesday edition of College Football Weeknight, so get over there, play some bets. We got a couple games kicking off in the conference, USA. Finally, we got a fucking league that's smart enough to play your uh, games on weeknights, Put your product on the main screen, ESPN, ESPN2. We're tired of trying to find you on the Pac-12 network or wherever the hell you're streaming on Saturday at 3.30 while they're playing SEC, Big Ten, Big 12. But if you're wondering who's rambling, who's bitching, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin, and uh, joined each and every episode on the Big 12 college experience. He was born in Provo, Utah, Family in Ames, Iowa, and he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He is a walking contradiction. He is rambling. Rush, Rush, what's up, man?
1: How's it going? We got ourselves uh, quite a week being West Virginia fans. Dana Week. We've uh, been previewing it all week on the Ryan and Rush Show. Go check it out if you haven't yet. Subscribe today. But hey, it's uh, I know this is the game of the week, and it? it rightfully show Kansas State, Texas Tech might be a loser leaves town game. We'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll have to ask our uh, guests about that, but. Hey, it's, it's start the Big Twelve starts off with a bang Thursday night seven o'clock FS1.
0: Indeed, yeah, the Mountaineers and we will touch on that Thursday game on our th- Thursday. It'll be a pregame show. It there really will be because we'll go live right at six o'clock featuring the Mountaineers in the in, uh, in the Cougars in the Dana Holgerson Bowl. But if you're wondering who third man in the box is batting in the three hole. You know, he's 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 got a little uh got a little NHL first goal props going right now. Yeah, he's, he's looking for the for the for the 8 hole over there. It looks like he has uh he's got family everywhere in the big fucking 12. You see him with that Oklahoma shirt cuz he's got family in Norman, Stillwater, uh, Waco, Fort Worth, you name it. seed spread it along in Orlando, Cincinnati. He is the Big 12 guru. Troy, Boomer Sooner. What's up?
2: Yeah, how about that? all you texas fucks
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is a horns down podcast so hey you know he should have hit my
2: alt line too if they didn't fuck around in the second half they would have won that game by two touchdowns i think yeah or not getting the punt blocked yeah it's the the red river you know you're always going to get a punt block you're always going to get some forward lateral that's not called a forward lateral (laughs) they go back and they decide it is and then man i It really is when it comes to just the product on the field and not the fact that, you know, it happens earlier in the year than a lot of these other rivalries, but it it might be the best product of a rivalry game on a consistent basis. It is always nuts.
0: I, uh, you know, I, I think we should recap. Like usually, we just go right into the next slate, like, the Big Twelve game week before we bring on our guests. They're trying to figure out the technology issues. You know, the technology. She's never been a friend of ours, so uh, we'll we'll give them a couple extra minutes before I mean, we dive stuff
2: out there and in, uh, in <laughs> Kansas and, and yeah. Manhattan, Kansas, and out there in what? West Texas.
0: Windy in West Texas might have Blew out the satellite You know who knows what kind of Connection they got going on in uh, In the Midwest but uh, yeah let's Recap so the revenge the the week Of the revenge in the Big 12 um, Oklahoma loses 49 nothing last Year to Texas gets their revenge Oklahoma State loses 48 nothing To uh, K-State gets their revenge Texas Tech gets drilled by Baylor 45 17 They get their revenge Iowa State gets drilled by 62 to 14 by TCU the year before. They get the revenge. The only game that wasn't was Kansas uh UCF, the battle of the injured quarterbacks. Rush, what were your takeaways uh from an eventful week 6 in the Big 12?
1: That no matter how much we may hate Texas and Oklahoma, I'm sure going to miss that the Red River and the Big 12. It's 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 the true and true just the original big eight, right? It, it, it goes back to that and it's you know, we can do horns down all we want and don't get me wrong. I can't stand Texas. And I'm a little more understanding towards Oklahoma. You know, I've visited Norman before and I really enjoyed the campus and the people were just fantastic. but it, it's that that's my big takeaway besides the whole everyone getting their revenge this year is that is a great game, great just just pageantry just playing at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas State Fair. Half the half the stadium orange, half of it red, and it's just gonna miss it. There's there's no other way to say it or, or sugarcoat it. It's 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 too bad. It kind of came to this, but it did. we we'll, we'll, we're in the purgatory state of the Big Twelve. We'll move on to the 16 league next year, and we'll have a blast doing it and make our own rivalries. And hey, well, at least we bring back like the holy war, right? But dang, there's there's it'll always leave a little bit of that hole that you just no matter how much you want, you just
2: you can't fill. This, yeah. uh, this was another game where you can tell that the national media is just lazy as fuck. Like, this is one of the <laughs> games where watching the YouTube recaps and listening to, like, drunk-ass Patty C go on a rant, like, they're more <laughs> right than the national media is. You've Yo, got yes. fucking, They're talking about the, – the game starts off in Oklahoma. They're talking about Oklahoma hasn't faced a front like they've seen in Texas. Cincinnati has two first-round draft picks on their defensive line. <laughs> Like, are yeah. you kidding me there? And then now, especially just right after the week ends, Dylan Gabriel leads. I mean, the best drive he had all game might've been right after halftime, but you know, going five for five and hitting the game winning touchdown has got to be your best drive. Everyone's giving him his flowers. Like he had some baller game. Like, yeah, he, he, he grinded it out and, and he's a gamer and he got them that win, but he, that was one of the worst intermediate and short passing games that I've seen him ever play, including his UCF days. If he can clean that up, we're looking at Florida State, Oklahoma in the national title. A lot of games to be played. We'll we'll, we'll see. But yeah, Maybe. no,
0: I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that was a good win. That was a good win for Oklahoma. Uh, how about win. you were? How about you were throwing two interceptions within what the first five minutes? It right was off the bat. I mean, it was. I mean, he was he not tight as shit. I mean, same old Texas man. Like, what can go wrong will go wrong. They will find a way to shit the bed. They, and they were on here in the chat fucking talking all week. You guys weren't here for that. Oh, chat's a little silent I, right now, yeah. isn't it? Oh. Those, motherfuckers, those, those fucking front runners are the most predictable freaking fan base program ever. They find a way to lose all these games. And let me tell you, they're going to lose a couple more too. I know everybody's like, oh, they got one loss. They beat Alabama. They're going to go on a run. No, they're, they're not going to go on a run because they're going to find a way to lose games that they should if, not lose,
2: if they had to play Alabama this coming week in Tuscaloosa, they might get romped.
0: Yeah, well, it, mm-hmm. it, it was the first week that they had played a starting quarterback in, in over a month. Like they had gotten every break with the schedule. Um, I mean, they probably sh- they probably will beat Houston out of the bye week. Uh, I think talent wise, off a bye, they should win that game, but I mean, they still got to play K, uh, not Kansas, they said, still- well, Kansas State. They still got to play uh, BYU. They still got to go to TCU. They still got to play Texas Tech. Um, and they still got to go to Ames, who all of a sudden is quietly playing better. So they got a tricky spot. They're going to get tripped up again like they always fucking do. Can
1: Can I add something real quick in kind of the yes. national media, but to, to wrap this up, I got, I got two bones to pick, and it started with Troy. Troy, you're absolutely right. If I see... I understand you're a media personality. You have your focus and a lot of it, NFL kind of rules at the end of the day, we get it. And you have so many of these national medias that are like NFL insiders. And so be it, they're good ones too, but then they try to put on this college football hat and you're right. Joy, they have no idea what they're talking about. It's bad. It's, they have no idea what they're saying. And there's example after example as they think they can just slip right into just talking college football. It's a whole different sport. It's a whole different art. So, I agree with you, Troy. And then another bone I have to pick as well: Why is ESPN two showing Pat McAfee's oh. reaction to that, and then YouTube TV is putting that as their Texas Oklahoma game on the multi view? Like, don't get me wrong. If I, West Virginia love Pat McAfee, go Pat McAfee, big fan. Go on the plus, do that on the yes. plus. People can yes. seek that out because not only you're doing that, but you're taking away speaking a national spotlight. What kind of started this conversation? You're taking away maybe like a mid-major or a program that could fill that ESPN2 slot that we would rather watch than Pat McAfee talk about the game. Like what I don't the, the national media really has to figure out this college football because there's a niche there and they're just they're
0: just screwing it up. Oh, they're terrible. And you know, Rush, you mentioned it. McAfee's a West Virginia guy. So, I like McAfee but McAfee's a little bit of a, a snorkeler when it comes to college football. He doesn't really know the lay of the land with, with college football. He's a personality. He's a personality. He's, he's not an
1: expert. He's a personality. On,
0: they got him on too many shows. I've had enough of Pat McAfee, to be honest. Like, um, I like him on his 12-3 to 3 show. I don't after, need him on college game day and everything. He's perfect ahead, for streaming. Like, after go this. out and
2: seek him. But After this past weekend, it's fairly obvious to me that somebody like Baker Mayfield should be replacing Pat McAfee in the uh <laughs> in like the in the in the more knowledgeable centric uh pregame stuff. Like Baker Mayfield is just Pat McAfee. He just happened to play quarterback and had a big ego because of the position he played instead of you know punting and playing golf throughout the week and not really giving <laughs> a shit.
0: Yeah. No, well, uh May- Mayfield's in first place in the NFC South so it might be a minute before he gets uh <laughs> into the into the content uh side of things but hey we're going to dive into our first guests uh on the Texas Tech side of things but first we'll talk about Hall of Fame Bets cuz you got to win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets uh the sports betting analytics platform for player parlays player props game lines research every NFL NBA MLB and soccer I mean we're at that time of year where you got a little bit of everything. You got the baseball playoffs going on in the background. Uh, I've For you Texas Tech fans out there, the Rangers play tonight. The Astros are on right now. Get over there. Uh, enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame Bets Revolutionary Parlay. Optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by every leg, as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by a hit rate of any bet to see Which legs have better values than the others? Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets for more uh, so you can craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app, hofbets.com, and use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we're back on the Big 12 College Experience talking guns up. Uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders and I, Kansas State Wildcats, and of course, we are going to bring on our first guest, and you know we had to bring on this guy because he is a friend of the College Experience and the Ryan and Rush Show, mm-hmm. and he is here. He is. He's got, he's he got is. his Texas Rangers hat on, ready for Game Three tonight right. in in uh in down in, da- in the Dallas area. Uh, he is Rob Bro from the Gambling Gauchos. Rob, welcome to uh, this show. I know we've had you on Ryan and Rush. We've been on your show, so welcome to the college experience, brother.
3: It's good to be here. I like that hat. Rush. Hey, hey, I, hey. I'm not a
1: hat guy. And speaking of baseball, I mean, I play uh, even in baseball. I was a catcher, so I wouldn't wear a hat. This hat is comfortable. I like yes, you guys make a good hat. So hey, I'll, I'll, I'll rock it. I'll rock it. But hey, we'll 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 get right into it, Rob. It's uh not not to shift kind of happy to to tough all of a sudden, but. It's, it's been an interesting year for Texas Tech, obviously up in Laramie. And then you had Oregon, of course, tough game in Morgantown with the weather. But it looks like you're getting back on track uh, next week. You got to go to Provo, right? Another very tough environment. Maybe you're, you're ready for the, the elevation now f- from being in Wyoming. But obviously you got this game first. Is this a loser leaves town game in terms of the Big 12 championship?
3: Oh yeah, I mean, probably. I'm not really worried about a Big 12 championship right now. I know, I know, you're just one loss into it, and that loss being West Virginia. So you're two and one in Big 12 play. You have an opportunity, but yeah, I would say this probably knocks out one of the teams, only because I think Oklahoma and Texas aren't going to lose too much with that schedule that they have. You're going to see one of those in the Big 12 championship game, if not both. So, yeah, I think, I think the. The chances of Texas Tech losing this week and being in a Big 12 championship game are very slim. Um...
2: I know Rush wanted to dive right into it, but I had to ask because you got your Rangers hat on. Have you seen any (laughs) of the the reports on how they've all been uh, blaring Creed before all the games? Oh, yeah. With arms wide open. Yeah. I I mean, if you got Scott Stapp on your side, I just bet the Rangers heavy. There's nothing. We're a very pro Creed podcast. We even said multiple (laughs) weeks ago that every Big 12 game halftime show should just be Creed. Like they should fly around to every single stadium every Saturday.
1: I'm in at least the big 12 championship, right? It's great. Nelly, you know, you're bringing back now create after it's at Jerry world. Anyway, that's the famous video. Every big 12 halftime show should be Creed. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm in, I'm in to go higher.
2: (laughs) What I, what I wanted to ask is this, this, I mean, obviously it's a loser leaves town game for the championship, but just thinking about like the rest of the year and how, you know, you come back from a loss and things, you, things can heal over real quickly with a win, especially a big win in a game like this. But seven straight losses, is that something that, like, obviously it's something you want to come to an end, but is there a reason for that? Like, is there, is there some play style thing that seems to match up weird with Kansas State or something like that?
3: Yeah, well, Texas Tech's coming off its worst decade of all time. So it's it's been a bad <laughs> matchup regardless, probably with everyone. Uh, but it is one and nine in the last ten with Kansas State. So it, is, it has been an issue. They're really good uh, creating special teams plays. They beat Patrick Mahomes with a pick six, so they're really sound defensively. Um, they're just really consistent, and that's something that Texas Tech has not been uh, on either side of the ball or special teams in the last decade. So they've had your number. It's really hard to play in Manhattan, and you've had some really, really weird games here in Lubbock. So it it just kind of adds up to that. I don't think that Kansas State has been way better than Texas Tech every single year, but the one time you beat them, you had a 250-some-odd rushing yard performance, and you kind of played their game with DeAndre Washington. That's kind of something that you're going to be able to do this week, hopefully, with Taj Brooks to be able to kind of play Kansas state's game and maybe outdo them.
2: Well, like not to jump in front of you, Ryan, but my, my second question was, you know, the only time you beat him was, was with a dominant rushing attack. And the one thing that Kansas state is kind of good at is their rush defense this year has been, you know, above average, but Taj Brooks is what like sixth or seventh in the NCAA in total rushing yards or something like that. Maybe even fifth or something.
3: Yeah, he's up there and that's, that's going to be the, the key this week. And you know, the offensive coordinator, Zach Kidley, is not known for running the ball. That's not his style. He's a true air raid guy, but he has found something with Taj Brooks, and I hope he stays with it and uh, gets, gets it. I, I think if you do that two weeks early, you probably don't lose to West Virginia. And uh, then you might, you might still lose to West Virginia. Uh, you certainly probably don't lose to Wyoming opening week. So I think if Taj Brooks is featured in the first half, you might score more than 10 points. Uh, in the second, and obviously you had some other things going on there in Morgantown, but to score three points and to run Taj Brooks three times was pretty pitiful.
0: Rob, so so, so to rewind uh, a couple weeks back, obviously you started zero one in Big Twelve play. You were sitting at one and three. You got Dana coming back for uh, not a revenge game, but it was all Michael each day. It, it had a li- it had a little bit of everything. Donovan Smith coming back. They jumped on you guys, and I I I remember I was watching the game with Rush in Vegas, and I'm like, man, Texas Tech might slip to one and four, and then they're I mean they're they're fucked. And you guys are able to rally, shut them out in the second half, take that momentum, bring it into the butt bowl, dominate Baylor, um, big win for Joey McGuire because obviously he worked for Dave Aranda. Is there a little bit of more momentum headed into this Saturday primetime game with K State coming to town?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you needed those two wins. And the defense yeah. has been really good for about six quarters. Um, it was good against West Virginia. You held them to 20 in regulation in Big 12 play. That should be good enough. So you've had a pretty good defense beyond that first half where Donovan goes super saiyan and just is unreal for a half. Doesn't miss a throw. Yeah, All of his wide receivers were open. It was, an, it was incredible. That was just a really good offensive output from Houston for, for a half. Uh, but then they got shut down. So uh, I think there's some momentum here in Lubbock and and I think I think you've been much better at home. That's kind of an obvious statement. You were way better at home last year., uh, but now you have a road win in the big twelve, a second one. You had your first one last year, but that was the only one that was the only road win you had. So I think maybe there's some momentum in the program, and beating Baylor was certainly big. Yeah, uh, but I don't I don't know how good Houston and Baylor are. I think Kansas State's a much better team than those two, even though they just lost mm-hmm. Oklahoma State.
1: Definitely, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, in in that, speaking of that West Virginia game, obviously Shuck goes down, Morton comes in, who has some experience from last year. You also uh mentioned it with uh, Taj Brooks. Kind of he's started to take more of the load, which obviously opens up the field more for Morton. I've been very impressed with Morton so far. He's thrown for one more touchdown than Chuck, two less interceptions, about similar passer ratings. What are your thoughts on Morton? Pros, cons. Is 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 this the guy to to
3: keep it going for y'all? Yes. And I I am I've always been a Morton guy. I mm-hmm. wanted a younger guy to play the last couple of years. Nothing against Tyler Shuck. I like Tyler Shuck. Yeah. But just where you are as a program, I thought a younger quarterback would have made more sense. Um, he actually injured his shoulder, either, depending on who you know, the second play of the West Virginia series that he was in, or a little bit later on that called quarterback run. So he, he's been hurt the whole time, and it's his throwing shoulder. So I don't think we've gotten the full Morton, and that might be why you're finally leaning on Taj Brooks. Um, he ran 31 times against Baylor, which is an insane number for a Texas Tech running back. Maybe you get 31 attempts across the team, but he had 31 attempts by himself. It's just insane numbers from Texas Tech running the ball. Um, and I know everyone else in the Big 12 is like, yeah, yeah, we've been doing that. But <laughs> Texas Tech, is just such an unnatural thing. So, yeah. Uh, but Morton, I think, can make all the throws. He's really good at the back shoulder. Uh, he's really good at the fade. And they've been using those both throws in the Big 12 uh, Well, with Morton in uh, the red zone and you've been better in the red zone since he came on. So I think Morton's the guy and as he gets healthier, I think he'll be even more the guy.
2: I, um, I just wanted to make a note more on the, like we don't really know how good some of the teams are that Texas tech has beaten, but we have a really good comp, even though it's a different quarterback Fresno state's a pretty damn good football team. And they went into Laramie and it was almost, it wasn't, you know, the same big kind of swing, but it was, you know, Wyoming got off to a hot start and kind of hung on cause they're playing at home. I think a pretty good team comp for you guys might be Fresno state, which is, I mean, they're lingering on that top 25, at least like a top 40, 35 program. That's, that's one. I think I was watching that game and was, it was very similar to the tech game. But, uh, the question I had is, uh, how good is freshman Ben Roberts at linebacker? Like what I, I haven't gotten to catch all of the, the tech games, but from what I've seen, uh, for a freshman, he's he might be one of the better defenders in the whole conference.
3: Yeah, he's leading the team in tackles. He's got some forced fumbles. He's got a fumble recovery even. Maybe he's got an interception. Um, he's been really good. And he was forced into action week one and basically had to play the whole game against Oregon. And you just have this redshirt freshman out there who I think started as a walk-on. And he's one of your best players defensively in spurts. So... He's been really good. You're you're playing five freshmen uh, and him. So six, including the red shirt freshmen. Um, You've got some true sophomores playing big snaps Mm -hmm. that defense. We came into the year bragging on, you know, you have seniors here and seniors there and seniors here. Well, you injure some, you're really thin. And now you just have a bunch of freshmen playing defense and you still have the same six quarters. You just had, um, He's a big part of the run defense, and I think he's been very, very good.
0: Rob, you're a busy guy. We appreciate you coming on. Um, when you came on the Ryan and Russ show, we we both did our predictions, and we said it was going to come down to the final possession. Somebody's going to be driving, and they probably were not going to find a way to get stalled in the red zone. I hate to bring that back up to you. Well, I don't hate it, but I know you hate hearing it. So I'm going to ask for your prediction on this game because I kind of feel like it's going to be a similar game where – this thing's going to come right down to the wire. And also, a side note with these Big 12 predictions, this has been such a crap shoot of a league because you're almost, it's like 50 50, flip a coin if the quarterback's going to finish the game, whether it's Baylor yeah. with Shapin, Plumley at UCF, um, obviously Iowa State with the gambling scandal, Oklahoma State finally just committed to a quarterback. You guys, Chuck went down. I mean, it, and then Garrett Green was banged up. Everybody, it seems like, is banged up at the quarterback position. How do you see this game playing out Saturday night under the lights in West by God, Texas?
3: Yeah, you've even had uh, Will Howard going through some yeah. injuries. Yeah, Will Howard too, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. I-, I want to say 17-14, to 14 and both teams just run the ball the whole time, and it's a classic Big Ten game, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think it'll be a classic Big 12 game maybe, so 31-28 and uh, we'll roll the dice there. There you go. Are you on the right side? We'll see.
0: <laughs> roll,
1: roll the dice. <laughs> hey,
0: well, Nobody's well, winning well, 31-28. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, no, I would not be surprised Rangers. at all. Are they, <laughs> go putting, ahead, Troy.
2: are they putting the Orioles out of their misery tonight? Is it just going to be a clean sweep we'll get it over with?
3: Yeah, let's sweep Do the it. Rangers. If not, then you beat them uh, in Texas and just have two games go four.
2: Go with the uh, El El Bombi home run tonight. Adolis Garcia, baby. And we got Creed on the
3: soundboard. So Mm, there we go. Uh, Rob, do you think it's going to end up being Rangers Astros? You know what? Part of me hopes so. That would be an electric series. I went to the Rangers Astros series early in the year. There are a ton of Astros fans in Texas. Yeah. Uh, That would be a really The
2: amount of Twitter hate between those two would be
3: awesome
0: it is awesome i i i'm personally rooting for it too just because i know how much you guys hate each other but rob appreciate you coming on man obviously everybody go check out the gambling gauchos Rob, and and those guys they they do an unbelievable job there covering uh west by god texas the red raiders uh rob thanks for stopping by the big 12 college experience and uh good luck saturday night brother absolutely you too
1: appreciate you rob thank you. you later rob
0: Rob Bro from the Gambling Gauchos. Great guy. Great content over there. Shit, they were in Laramie. Uh, they, they were at the butt bowl. They're going everywhere. So, yeah, they'll be at the game this Saturday night. So get over there. Check out the content for the Gambling Gauchos. Uh, we're going go to go the K State Wildcats side of things on the other side. But first, we got to talk about underdog fantasy. Because as a way to play alongside your favorite football team, all season long, Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go simply five or five and pick them and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win 100, or sorry, $10,000 each. That goes up to $100,000. Uh, you know, they, we got to get some rich drop props in there tonight because Jacksonville State uh, Gamecocks are going to win this goddamn game on the money line against the Liberty Flaming Libs tonight. Let's go, Rich Rod. Let's go. Uh, So watch along, make your picks, and maybe a little bit of cash over on Underdog's uh, mobile website app, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use the sign-up code, easy, SGPN, Underdog will double uh, your first deposit up to $500. The Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience talking Big 12 Game of the Week. I love these two schools. I love Texas Tech. I love K-State. Probably my favorite two places to go in the league. Uh, Lubbock, man, happiness. Uh, Coming on now to the Big 12 College Experience, you guys can find him over at there we go. Um, technology uh, challenge here. You you guys know him as Ace Edwards, and he's over there at Aggieville Alley Cats. First off, I personally love Aggieville. I've been there a couple uh, New Year's Eves. Uh, had a couple too many, maybe downtown. I, I, you know, I stumbled, may have stumbled a little bit down Aggieville. But uh, Ace, welcome to the Big Twelve college experience. How are you, man?
4: I'm doing all right. You know, just got done with my classes. Sprinted back home to. Uh to enjoy the Big 12 college experience today. <laughs> there there you go. And Ace, uh, real quick, you are a senior at K-State, right? I'm actually a graduate. I'm a graduate who's currently going to law school. Very oh, nice. Wow.
1: So, uh, boys, when we're all in trouble in a couple of years, we know who to hit up for a lawyer. Yes. No, <laughs> Future lawyer man. of the Big 12 college experience. I've had
0: too many fireball shots, too many moonshines in, it, in, in Aggieville. I'll call or Ace. Like, so. <laughs> or like if your,
2: if your plants get pollinated with Monsanto, we need Ace to come in and sue the crap out of them to get them out of our hair.
0: No,
1: no. <laughs> Ace, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, Interesting season for Kansas state. Obviously there were kind of started off with similarities of last year, right? The, the, you had the loss to Tulane last year, this year, uh, the loss to Missouri. So, you know, it, it, it happens of course. Um, but now of course you're coming off of a little bit unexpected in still water kind of talk about the temperature uh, in Manhattan right now from a fan base perspective. How are you feeling about these wildcats?
4: See, uh, how I feel and how the majority of the fan base feels. I guess both. Yeah, (laughs)
1: that's fair. So we'll answer both of those.
4: Um, The fan base has basically entered full meltdown mode (laughs) uh, as the notoriously online K-State fan base tends to do at just about any sign of resistance. I love the K-State online fan base, uh, but they get on my nerves sometimes. (laughs) But, you know, I personally, it's a loss that really shocked me. It's a loss that really disappointed me because no disrespect to Oklahoma state, because I really, really, I like Oklahoma state. I consider Oklahoma state and Texas tech kind of to be kindred spirits Mm -hmm. to, uh, to K state. But, you know, it it was a really disappointing loss to a team that I don't think is all that great. Uh, And a lot of it just kind of looked like the team didn't really want to be there. Like a lot of mental errors, a lot of really stupid mistakes. uh, And a lot of that came down to will. Uh, Will Howard, the starting quarterback, obviously. Um, and I think that's sort of where the majority of the fan base's ire is with right now, which I have very long form opinions that we do not have time for <laughs> on that issue. But I don't think the season is over. Uh, I think K State fan base is the fan base at large has a tendency to slingshot between it's so over and it's so back within like three <laughs> plays. So I. I, I feel there the season, if this game I think is the sort of pendulum game up against Texas Tech. Um, the first
2: question I had was, uh, do you know if Parrish is going to be back this week to play cornerback?
4: Um, he's day-to-day, um, which he could. It was something he sustained in practice last week. It's not considered to be long-term. Uh, I imagine he probably suits up and gives it a shot. On Saturday, I don't know if he ends up cracking the, the starting lineup. He was listed on the depth chart as one of the number one corners. So I'd imagine he at least gives it a shot. If I had to, like, gun to my head, commit, I would say he probably plays.
2: Because I think the um, the idea that it's going to be both teams trying to play this slugfest is not really gonna play out like it might start out as that but both teams know that each other can become trigger happy right away and i think you know they're not going to be afraid to do that without without your cornerbacks that could be an issue against a team like texas tech that would then just you know they have no problem picking on one guy and just throwing it there over and over again but the yeah. run d do you think you think Taj brooks could be a problem i mean he's obviously a good running back but it kind of plays into your guys' strengths
4: i've have- started calling Taj Brooks bounce house Brooks because he, every single run he has, he's hopping. Um, he, he's not pick a hole. He simply hops until he finds one. But I, Taj Brooks is a really good back, both as a more traditional runner and as a receiving back, which, you know, is really critical to their screen games, a lot of checkdowns and a lot of RPOs, uh, which is a lot of what Texas tech wants to do. But that being said, I think that Taj Brooks is definitely one of the better backs the K-State has seen this year. Um, then again, a lot of running is on the offensive line, and that is one place that I can definitively say that Texas Tech is not very good. Then again, I said the exact same thing about Oklahoma State's line, and look where that got us. But I... I think that Brooks is an excellent back who is a threat anytime he touches the ball. Maybe not the traditional home run, like he's going to run a 4 3 kind of guy, but he's just going to create such bad angles that you can't tackle from that he's going to get like he's going to cut you for like 25 to 30, and he's liable to do that anytime he touches the ball.
0: Ace, full tra- transparency here. Uh, Rush, myself, and Troy, we all picked Oklahoma state with the points. And we thought that they had a shot to win just because it was Gundy off a buy in a desperate spot. They finally had picked a quarterback, but I will admit just like you were saying, I was surprised at the undisciplined level of football by K state that I have not seen under Chris Kleiman. Uh, you mentioned it. Will Howard was really bad on, on Friday night, probably his worst game <clears throat> in his career as a starter going 15 to 34 for just 150 yards. He turned it over three times. Um, are are you confident in, in, in the culture of Chris Kleiman there in year number five that they're able to bounce back because like every time they had a setback last year they were able to they were able to bounce back and have a good performance do you think this is a nice bounce back spot on Saturday night and what's going to be a hard place to play at Texas Tech
4: yeah uh, first off Lubbock is Texas Tech and Lubbock and Texas Tech anywhere else are basically two completely different teams oh, yeah yeah. Um, Lubbock is scary in the same way that Stillwater is scary, even though we've had better luck in, uh, in Lubbock than Stillwater. That being said, I, if there's one thing that I have confidence about this team, it's their ability to play with their backs up against the wall. Because they overlooked Tulane last year, and look where that got them. Uh, even though Tulane ended up being a really, really good team, uh, they started playing with their backs up against the wall up against Oklahoma. Then they won a few games after that, go down to TCU, lose another game. It's like, okay, you can't afford to lose anymore. And that's when they started playing their best football. Um, I think some of that has to do with Will Howard coming in and having one of the best passing stretches in K-State history, as my webcam decides that it's, it's time to have a rave. Um, <laughs> but it, I think that Will is also someone who can perform pretty well with his back up against the wall. Um, cause a lot of what Will did last week just didn't look like him. I will say that I put one and a half of the picks on him. The first pick was absolutely his fault. It was a terrible read. Uh, the second one was Philip Brooks simply deciding that he wasn't going to finish his route or run the wrong route. Not much you can do there. And then the last one was Ben Sinek getting bullied by someone who's like four inches shorter than him and you don't expect that to happen to like Mel Kuyper's number three tight end in the next draft. So it like, I I feel confident in this team's ability to perform with their backup against the wall, especially against teams that people sort of count them out against.
1: So I think the biggest difference from last year's team to this year's team, I think basically on paper, very similar talent level can do great things in the big 12 this year. Uh, But last year, obviously, your starter was Adrian Martinez and Will Howard was your backup. You kind of had a 1A, 1B, right? So Adrian Martinez gets hurt. You had Will Howard step in and do an incredible job. Uh, But this year, Will Howard is hurt or got hurt, you know, kind of somewhere in there. And you don't really have, like, the ability to, hey, you can sit down a couple games. We'll get uh, 1B come up and, and take over for a little bit. Kind of discuss maybe that dynamic, but also... How injured do you believe Will Howard really is?
4: Uh, on the 1A, 1B dynamic, if you ask K-State fans, we do have a 1B. Uh, and that's <laughs> the true freshman in Avery Johnson, uh, who came in against Mizzou for a few rushing plays. And I swear to God, he looked bored. Like when he, he was out running an SEC defense and looked bored doing it. Uh, he didn't throw that game, but... You know, if you ask K State fans, he's obviously the one B. Uh, if you ask me, a sane person, no. He's not. But everybody likes a backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, backup quarterback's the best player on the team at all
2: times. It's like hitting that yeah. second golf ball when you hook the first one, the second one's <laughs> always right down the middle, and you're like, man, yeah.
4: But I, I don't think Will is as hurt as he was during the Missouri game. If there's one thing that I think – I think Will's biggest problem right now is honestly he's feeling himself a little too much. Mm. Um, where last year he was able to hit these mailbox throws. I, I keep thinking of the the Ben Sinnott throw against Baylor where he there was literally nowhere else that he could have put it, and it was a perfect strike for a touchdown. And then, of course, the, the TCU throw to RJ in the back of the end zone in the Big 12 Championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's starting to – I think during the offseason – he went from, Will has had a very interesting career where he was true freshman during COVID, no confidence. True sophomore the year after COVID, no confidence. And then all of a sudden comes in as a backup for Adrian Martinez and starts making like the gutsiest throws of his career and putting absolute dimes on the field. And now he's like, well, I maybe I'm him. Maybe I yes. am him. <laughs> uh, I love you, Will. But there are certain throws that, you're trying to make, you're trying to cast checks that your arm can't keep. Um, And a lot of those have been up the seam. Some of those has been due to pressure, but I still believe in Will. And I think the moment that someone tells him or he gets, or he like starts thinking, he's like, okay, maybe I need to chill. Like I can still try the more difficult throws, but if there's an easier one and I'm reading out the defense, like I'll take that one. So the first
2: thing that I was thinking after that Oklahoma State game was there's going to be a lot of Kansas State fans that are going to be thinking Will Howard's a crappy quarterback and we need to move on from this guy. And that's kind of the reality <laughs> check that I think he really needed. I um like last year that TCU loss and then you come out the next week and he throws, you know, they played what Oklahoma State and 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 shut him out but he threw for like 300 yards the very next week. 296. 296. I mean, it's you know, maybe maybe it is that. Maybe it is just a little bit of like a he needs to get a little bit of a punk down to remember. Maybe if I just you know make the easier read, it's going to be okay. But I'm kind of all over Will Howard having a career game here this weekend.
4: Uh, thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> I, there, there, like I said, Will's been feeling himself a little too much, and the other thing that he's been doing is he's been trying to play himself way too fast, uh, and which is so strange to say because uh, fun fact about Will Howard, he had multiple Ivy league offers, not only for sports, but purely academic ones. Uh, So he's a really smart guy and there's no reason why he should be making a lot of the mental errors that he is. And a lot of it, if you look at the, uh, if you look at any angle that has Will Howard's uh, eyes before a snap, you can see he's not really taking in, A lot of what the defense is doing. He'll take a look to his right for maybe a second and a half and then see a rotation, not take in the rotation, and then start looking to the other side. Um, The other way that you can do this is if you can find a broadcast angle, always look at the stripe on the back or side of the helmet to see where the eyes are. Uh, That really helps for a lot of quarterback evaluations. But he's trying to work himself way too quickly through his reads, and he's not like, trying to slow down, like, okay, this is the picture the defense is giving me. The good news is that I think at this point, uh, because Oklahoma State and Troy both did the same thing to kind of screw with them, which was rotate their safeties. I think that at this point, he's like, okay, teams are going to rotate their safeties around. Fine, I'll deal with it. That in Texas Tech, uh, in terms of coverage, they're not too multiple. Fronts and uh, blitzes, yes, but... I also think that Will has a potential for a massive bounce-back game.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I kind of tend to agree with, with, with all of you guys. that I, I'm anticipating a nice little spot for K-State here on Saturday. It's going to be hard to win there, obviously. That's a tough place to play, but I don't think that they're going to play like shit like they did in Stillwater, to keep, keep it quite frank. Ace, you're a busy guy. appreciate you coming on. But before we let you go, Final score prediction and how do you see the season shaking out for the Wildcats coming down the stretch?
4: All right. Well, score prediction is the hardest part because I actually think that these are both teams that are good, both teams that have their backs to the wall, and that makes for really fun football from a neutral observer. It's not. It's not as fun when you're watching the game with the dog. Oh, in the fight. we're we're yeah. aware. <laughs> I enjoyed the bye week last <laughs> week. Yeah,
0: blood I pressure too, came and down, down
4: a, a bit. <laughs> I enjoyed the bye week, too. Then Oklahoma State hey. happened. But <laughs> I, I think this is going to be a game that I don't think it's going to be a rock fight, but I think it's going to be a dog fight. It, it's probably going to come down to a one possession game. But the number one thing that I think of is K-State's defensive line against Texas Tech's offensive line. Texas Tech offensive line are not the greatest people movers in the running game. That's why a lot of their running schemes rely on sort of kick-out blocks. That's why they run a lot of uh, GT or jet tight end counters. But where I'm looking for is in the pass rush, because although they had a massive down week last week in terms of pure production, Alan Bowman was also holding the ball for like three nanoseconds, and I don't think that Baron Morton is as fast a processor. Man has a nuclear weapon for an arm, and he throws like a damn shortstop, but he does not have that elite processor quite yet. So I really think that the pressure is going to get to him. His effectiveness massively has gone down whenever he's been under pressure, which I think is like 26 percent of the time uh, this season. But I think K State walks out of Lubbock barely winning, and I'm going to actually go with 35
0: to 31. There you go. There you go. So so both sides of the coin going one possession game uh ace 35 31 wildcats rob at thirty one twenty eight. he's going red raiders he, he didn't <laughs> he didn't want to jinx it but i kind of agree with both of you and that's why the all line right. is sitting at what one and a half right now so I'm, I'm with you guys i think this comes right down to the wire ace good luck this weekend thank you for coming on and uh look forward to having you back in basketball season It's right around the corner man
3: yeah. yes Tang tank
0: is.
4: year two there we go <laughs> tank skip balls back again boys there, there you go all <laughs>
0: right Appreciate ace. you ace, ace. thank you
4: do it, Ace.
0: Ace Edwards from the uh, Aggieville uh, A- Alleycats. I-, I almost yeah. said Wildcats. Alleycats, <laughs> Aggieville Alleycats. Great guy, doing great work over there for the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, all right, guys, let's let's. Uh, there's four other games in this Big Twelve Week Seven. Let's dive right into them. Uh, we'll I have the right defer- first, I
1: have a feeling. Yep. There it is. Oh my it's God. Up to three
0: now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so opened at, I, uh, there was a book out there that opened at six and a half. Whoever opened it at six and a half, right? Should be out of a job because it came right down to four right away. Uh, it's gone as low as two and a half, then to three, probably going to settle around three or two and a half. Um, we'll pick our, we'll give out our official picks in these games on Thursday. But uh, Rush headlines coming into uh the Bulgerson.
1: Yeah, it's uh we've we already started our coverage last week on the Ryan and Rush show. Check oh. it out if you haven't subscribed yet. And for anyone on any side that thinks this is gonna be a killing, you you're wrong. This is gonna be a dogfight. Dane has had this one circled since he left West Virginia. He knew eventually Houston was gonna join the Big 12 and he was ready to go. These teams have never played each other before. Uh, and it's this is going to be a dog fight. You know how they actually? I take it back. Texas Tech, Kansas State will be a dog fight. This will be a rock fight. To, to go yeah. off of uh, what Ace was saying there, this is going to be an ugly game. Perfect Thursday night game. Perfect spotlight game. FS1. We'll will break it down more. Check out the Ryan and Rush show, like I said. But uh, we got a game here.
2: I mean, this is Neil Brown. Prove it week. You get a you get a less talented team, but a coach that has been looking at this game on the schedule since they announced it. I mean, it's the climb versus the uh, (laughs) skull, which I mean, I'm I'm, my early lean is still West Virginia because it's three points. I don't know if it's going to be it might be a three quarter rock fight. And then I see West Virginia kind of liking that play style and, you know, thriving off of it a little bit more than Houston will.
0: And, and, and like you said, for those that are – to make a comparison, we just saw this with K-State and Oklahoma State where both teams came off the bye. One team was desperate at home, and they played like it. So, hopefully the Mountaineers, uh, for our sake, come out and match Houston's energy because Houston will be the more desperate team mm-hmm. coming off the bye. Those teams – those home dogs coming off the bye are always tricky. So, going to be a fun one Thursday night. Not for us, but, I mean, for the, for the football fan out there. This game – is interesting. So Cincinnati's coming off the bye week, too. Dominated BYU in terms of yardage. Honestly, was toe-to-toe with Oklahoma in yardage. But but, but they've been on the short end. Iowa State's coming off what, what was an impressive win on Saturday night in Ames with those great throwback uniforms. You know what? If we knew, if you guys knew, I was on Iowa State. If you guys knew the uniforms that were going to be worn, you would have picked Iowa State. It was another uniform game where we we need to know these uniforms a week in advance because the uniform handicap is undefeated. Uh, But Cincinnati coming off the bye back at home kind of feels like a good spot for Cincinnati, but Iowa State's playing much better. Uh, Rush, what what are your thoughts on this matchup? Emory Jones is back.
1: Emory Jones is back. What emory Jones are we getting? Are we getting uh lobby emory Jones or are we getting Penthouse. I'll tell you what, this line stinks. This line reeks. And I think and the, I think the, the you know, we'll 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 talk about it on Thursday. I don't want to give out too much. Uh this game I was kind of in the middle until I saw this line. I definitely know which way I'm going with here.
2: I mean, you always know which way I'm going with Emory Jones starting at quarterback. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm taking I'm taking Beck straight up over Emory Jones for my team any day of the week.
0: So the, re- so, the reason
2: why Cincinnati has a bunch of yardage and can't score is because of one guy.
0: <laughs> well, uh, let's, so let me ask you this too: let, 500 we, yards, we, no we've, points.
2: We've talked down four picks.
0: <laughs> we've talked we've talked about Cincinnati enough. Emory Jones, we know what they are. Let's talk about Matt Campbell and Iowa State because everybody wrote them off, yeah. and all and they have played much better football since the 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 flu game or whatever bug they had at ohio i guess half their team was out for the ohio game the game where they laid an egg um rocco beck is quietly playing pretty good football troy Mm -hmm. wouldn't you
2: agree oh yeah um you know you can still kind of tell there are a few plays where he's getting up to division one ncaa big 12 speed and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but he makes some throws that are awesome i mean it reminds me a lot of how Alan Bowman looked last week. There were a couple of lackadaisical throws and there are a couple of dimes on like the most difficult routes. It's weird. He's, he's better at throwing harder balls. It's, it's very funny, but you know, I think that, that, that video, that fan giving Matt Campbell shit, I think that might've been, that might've been the dynamite stick that he needed. That underbite motherfucker is mad now. Yeah, well, kind of like Gundy.
0: Everybody wrote them off and they 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 find a way with their back against the wall. Russ, let me ask you this. I'm mm-hmm. not saying he I'm not saying he's, he's this guy that I'm about to mention because he's arguably the front runner for MVP in the National Football League. But the this young group of Iowa State Cyclones kind of reminds me a little bit of the Brock Purdy Brees Hall group when they were young. Like mm-hmm. they were under the radar, everybody thought they sucked. And Matt Campbell's just coaching the shit out of them and, and they're playing good good complimentary football. I mean, is that too far a stretch? Like I said, I'm not comparing them to Brock Purdy yet or Brock Tober no. as we as we're in right now.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily too far of a stretch because you're talking about you're comparing them to when they were these guys, right? they these guys' yeah. age. I think what you're seeing here is we talked about it when, especially when we previewed this team, is You have a coach that doesn't believe in the transfer portal in Matt Campbell. So what does that tell you? Is he gets players that are are local, regional, that are bought in on this culture. So you have a gambling scandal and you're like, hey, we don't know what is going to happen for that. And I was one of those guys saying, oh, Iowa State may not win a game. But then you forget who's the coach. You forget who the the culture guy is. And you have a guy that everyone, no matter if you're, you're the first string or third string that you you've bought into and you believe, and Matt Campbell's an incredible coach who's doing incredible things, and he he deserves like a Mark Stoops type contract, where just a lifetime contract at Iowa State. So no, it's it, you're, you're you're seeing the exact same thing. Yeah, they're young and inexperienced, and it's going to show some games. Hey, it may show this week against Cincinnati, but it's something being built there. And hey, if it if it works out, especially better than what we already think it is, this Iowa State team might be back here in the next year or two.
2: Yeah, and it yeah. certainly seems like the gambling issue is turning out to be addition by subtraction yeah. for sure for the whole team.
0: A hundred percent. Matt Campbell doesn't want those kind of that.
2: guys on what, his roster anyways. Yeah.
1: Watch, we're going to find yeah. out Matt Campbell and then we're the ones to be like, hey, these guys are betting. Get them out of here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I like be. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I think that that kind of was addition by subtraction. We said that, too. We did the pre- get, pre-show pre before all those guys got caught gambling. We're like, you know, I don't know how big a drop that will be once these guys get, guys get the reps. Uh, this is going to be a team that we're going to back as a dog going down the stretch. I can guarantee that.
1: Iowa um, State, West Virginia, Big 12 championship. Let's get it. That was the uh,
2: uh, chat. Somebody entered all of the uh, records into chat GPT, and that's what it came up as Iowa State, West Virginia is the big 12 championship.
0: Uh, be absolutely that. fantastic. I would laugh so hard from,
2: nine to seven
4: from,
0: from, from one quarterback, from one young quarterback to another. The Josh Hoover era is going to begin in Fort Worth. Chandler Morris went down. Last time Chandler Morris went down, uh, TCU ran the goddamn table. Uh, BYU coming off the bye week, going to an old Mountain West uh, matchup from the good old days. Rush, uh, how are your Cougars headed into this matchup, you think?
1: Uh, On paper, it should be great for BYU, especially with Hoover in there. Historically, I remember seeing a redhead just destroy us when we were trying to go undefeated every year. Uh, I do not get good feelings when we go to Fort Worth. Actually, I have very bad memories of uh, BYU playing at TCU. So uh, I'm actually not surprised by this spread at all. This spread's probably about right. I, you, you could get a BYU team that's like, screw it, let's let's finally get some revenge. we were talking about last week being the revenge week, or we could see a BYU team that's. Looking forward to playing Texas Tech in Provo next week. And it's going to be, and no one in the middle. It's going to be one or the other. BYU wins by 40, or BYU loses by 40.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think this one is a don't overthink it. Which team can actually tackle is going to win. And that's very clearly not TCU. So I think the line,
0: the line might, does stink. It might,
2: it might be wrong team favored, to be honest.
1: It, it's well, wrong I, team favored, but it's not, yeah. though. It's weird. It, but it, like if
2: by by it should be BYU minus one or something like that.
0: But it opened at four and it's gone the opposite direction. It's kind of like the Cincinnati line. So stay tuned for our picks on that one. Uh, fade the I, line I, movement. Yeah, it, it may. I mean, fade the line movement's been profitable this year. Yeah, uh wrong. Last game in the Big Twelve slate, other than the Big Twelve game of the week that we already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Cans, is about to go fucking down this weekend, baby. Oklahoma State's back in the race. Gundy's got them boys going right fresh off that plus 360 money line. Oh, yeah. Everybody count him out. What was it? What was the narrative? Oh, he's lost the locker room. Oh, he doesn't know how to coach the modern day era. Take this plus, plus 360 fucking money line. Coach Gundy, let's go. Uh, this is a revenge game for Oklahoma State, too, guys uh this is the kansas revenge uh home trip troy you're close to the Stillwater. is there a
2: little bit of life back in that program i mean the way that alan bowman was throwing the ball last week was completely Stupid. unexpected i've never i've it never fantastic. seen I've never, like <laughs> when did you learn how to do that bro? and like It's also funny that it occurs the first game that Mike Gundy finally goes like, "Okay, we're going to give you all the snaps. And then Alan Bowman's like, oh, cool. (laughs) So I don't have to throw the first three balls perfectly for me to not get yanked out of the game. Crazy idea. Uh, Going to Stillwater. I mean, it seems like Stillwater's got their juice back last that 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 home crowd was wild. I had a couple of my K-State fans go. Because they were honoring the women's national championship equestrian team at mm. Oklahoma State. You know they always say the Pac-12 is the conference of champions. Well, they don't talk about rodeo and equestrian that often out there. So fuck y'all. <laughs> I think um, I don't know. I think Stillwater might have its juice back. I think Gundy, during the bye week, he got his he got his reps in at the shooting range and and he has his OAN undershirt on. This could be a <laughs> rough one.
0: Rush, what are you looking
1: for here, man? I mean, I think it's who's playing quarterback for Kansas. Yeah, we don't know. That's the thing. To state the obvious, and um, I'll tell you what: if it's Bean, I think he had his uh, magic last week against UCF. I don't. He he seems like when he plays quarterback, like there's always like he does bring an energy. He's not a bad quarterback, but there's always just something he doesn't do right. He just gives the game away late or. It's just not fully buttoned up. So it's just another one of those. Hopefully we get figure out who the quarterback is. We probably won't, but hey, when – Gundy's still back against the wall this week. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, I I mean, and then we got him in Morgantown next week. So for the sake of West Virginia, we need Gundy to win
0: this one.
2: Hey, this
0: is all this is all I go ahead, Troy, real quick.
2: That Oklahoma State look defense looks completely different when they play in Stillwater than anywhere else. They actually look like they give a shit and rally to the ball when they play at home. So that changes the whole dynamic of the game. Usually you can beat Oklahoma State on some quick hitters knowing they're gonna miss tackles. And uh, if the defense is actually rallying you know, they hear the OAN horn cry and they just start going after it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a, this is a, This is all I got to show. This is all I got to show everybody. Uh, how do I do this? Right here. There we go. You think this guy's losing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's the man. Gundy is so cool.
0: <laughs>
1: another reason to subscribe to our youtube channel you get to just watch endless clips of mike gundy me and mike gundy
4: <laughs> he's upside man. down
2: oh, we gotta get man. him doing a keg stand if that's
1: what i was about to say is this is the sober version
2: they, yeah, they do a they different version a, they gotta get him doing a keg stand
0: there we go. <laughs> He's doing a fucking keg stand after he beats him. Alpha, you think that is that the show? Is that the sign of a guy that's lost the locker room? I don't <laughs> fucking think so. This fucking guy's about to go on a run. I hope it says not at the expense of the Mountaineers, but uh, absolutely lost, fantastic. Lost. Absolutely fantastic. I was so happy for him to get that win on Saturday. Um, I think we talked about a pre-show. Gundy basically treated the first three games as a preseason, NFL mm-hmm. preseason.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, if you don't think you're going to compete for a Big 12 championship and you're not too concerned about ranking, yeah, you need to get to a bowl game, hopefully get some revenue there. But, I mean, why not? Yeah. He played all three quarterbacks. Gunner got in there. We saw Gunner. (laughs)
0: Daddy ball's back in Stillwater.
2: (laughs) What we need him to do is to beat Kansas and then get touched up by uh, West Virginia and then come home and lick their wounds against Cincinnati to get themselves prepared for the last bedlam of all time.
0: Mm. Yes. And then if he's doing that against K state, imagine what he would do if he won that last bedlam or when he wins that last bedlam. Where's
2: that OAN shirt? Where is (laughs) it? He's going to do the the Sean Payton and just start hitting the bong in the locker room right afterwards.
0: fantastic love coach Gundy uh all right well that'll do it for this episode game of the week big uh big 12 game of the week can't say wildcats red raiders thank you to rob bro and ace edwards for hopping on rush tell everybody where to find you before we get out of here brother
1: at rambling rush twitter instagram instagram for the west virginia side of things uh the ryan and rush show find us on youtube uh twitter and instagram as well
2: you guys can always find me on the x at at troy tuning just my full name T-R-O-Y-C-H-E-W-N-I-N-G. Um, we got cap season home opener Friday night against the Pens. Uh, if you, if you guys are around the DC area, you know, you can always find me at anything but the women's soccer league games. I don't really go to those that often, <laughs> but everything else, I, I'm kind of a, kind of an attendee to uh, yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll get some hockey props. I, I, Tend to do pretty well because I watch so much of the caps, but you know, outside of that, I kind of stray away from the rest of the league. But if you want any of that, you know, just follow the Twitter. Hey, yep. money's money. Win it any way you can, right? Uh, let's go. Uh Yeah, you can find me at moneyline underscore max, especially for your Texas
0: fans that uh, no showed this week. I mean, you were out in full force last week, and what happened?
2: Oh, you laid a we're fucking going to egg the once national again. championship.
0: Yeah, we should Boomer be the number Sooner. one ranked
2: team. It's too bad they didn't rank them number one. That would have been fucking sweet. <laughs> I know. Well,
0: they will not be number one. They're going to miss the playoff. Uh, good luck. Good luck. Uh, good luck on your bye week, Texas. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the college football experience, college basketball, full swing. We're going to be doing Big 12 over there here soon uh, with the Colby D. Uh, shout out to Ryan Hasty in the chat. Always, Ryan's uh, the man. On the, he is the man. He's over there at the college basketball and college football experience. Uh, go check it out. Go check out the FCS experience. And uh, we'll see you Thursday. Thursday Thursday for Mountaineers Cougars and uh don't forget to let it ride and uh, bet on them Jacksonville State Gamecocks Rich Rod Moneyline tonight let it ride
1: what we do to Cougars